0: What is up, everybody? This is another rendition of the Experimentalist Podcast. This is session 33, I do believe. And yeah, this one, I feel like starting this one out with an apology. (laughs) I'm not going to because I don't know exactly what I'm apologizing for, but... Uh, eh, this is going to be a tough one. It's been, I guess, sort of a strange day. Uh, I did a lot of uh, just music uh, schoolwork, homework or something like that this morning. At the same time, another one of these days where I've got uh, some sort of mechanical technician up in my place. Throwing off my time. I've got this music, and I gotta say, I, yeah. I just want to start by saying, you know, I'm not a huge fan of the music this week. So uh, we'll see kind of how this progresses along. But I still want to put it out there. I, I, I thought about. I was gonna actually reco- re-record everything this morning. But I didn't. So let's just check in with it. We'll listen to a minute or so here. And I'll come back in and get it. kind of jump in here. I kind of like that groove that started um, that I'm trying to do a piano solo over top of that and what I'm noticing and yeah, I want to bring this stuff up because this is the the stuff I'm working on. It's bizarre. I, I, I don't know. You just don't hear a lot of people in music talking uh, like being self-critical about themselves, you know, I mean, maybe you'll hear the really, really great people being modest, but I mean the, the total truth of the matter is um, I'm really old to be jumping into music heavily. I should have done this stuff way back in the day, but I didn't have the the courage or the desire to really back then, and what am I going to do? Now I'm the age that I'm at, and I'm, and I'm starting this, so that's just the deal. Uh, I've said this many times before, that's kind of the purpose of the podcast, but it's just one of those weeks where it's hard <laughs> to keep going because, uh, it just, it just is, so, um, I don't want to go too much off on that, I, I just like trying to be honest about what's going on, and see, the thing that's happening is I start, I'm practicing a lot of scales and things like that, and I, I feel like I've said all this before, maybe I'm just going through these things over and over again, but, when you're just practicing scales and trying to get this technique down, I feel like I start to lose a grasp on the musicality of playing music. It just becomes—I I don't know—I notice it in these like piano solos where I'm I'm sort of jumping between playing scales and trying to be on the right tempo, and then just like trying other notes, and I just. It's, it's okay, it's just not the level of what I would really want to put out there. And the, the, the podcast comes out regardless, so if I put together a bunch of crap, it's going to be on there. And i got to sit here and just uh, not want it to be out there. But So, I'm taking up a lot of time just talking over top of music, because I don't know how long... Here, I'm gonna. This is gonna transition here in a second, and I'm just gonna play this and try to run the music as long as possible. So, try to sit back, try to enjoy. better at least that this recording process is started um i look forward to doing the podcast each week but when it i don't know when it turns out to not be good and i think what if i just uh analyzed it on my own terms it would be fine, but I just if... I feel so grateful that people actually listen to this um, that I don't want to put stuff out that sucks and unfortunately that's part of the deal with me doing the Experimentalist Podcast. I was asked a little bit ago if I would ever change the name and... Uh, if I get good, <laughs> if I start putting out podcasts each week, that I'm like, oh shit, this is good. I'll start. Ch- I'll change the name of the podcast at that point. So that's a little clue. Keep checking out the Experimentalist because that's just me trying, trying, not trying shit, trying, really trying hard to do this music ste. Um I got for some reason like an hour ago I started cooking stuff and that's in the freaking oven right now, so that's on my mind. I just the whole day is the timing of it is messed up. And life is all about timing. You time it right. Things happen that are almost out of your control, and they hook you up. So get the timing. You got life by the balls. I almost didn't put this episode out. I had a surgical maneuver performed on me in the last week, and it sort of put me out of commission. Not completely. I mean, I could walk around and talk and still even play these instruments. I just couldn't tell why I was doing any of these things. It was like amnesia, except I knew who I was. I knew I had a schedule of items to work on and complete. Things things on the list like practice scales, record a podcast, read the Korg SV1 manual, go to the gym, get a trainer, transfer X2 videos, practice for an upcoming open mic, research gardening techniques. This is all listed on a schedule, but I just couldn't figure out why any of it was there. I had to first think back to the surgery. It was a house call. I didn't set it up initially. It was my good friend... Karsh McCabe. He stopped into town so that we could play a show for a few brave people who were willing to risk their lives driving through the treacherous conditions of a snowstorm that basically shut down the city of Richmond for a week. Karsh was coming from Chicago so he, he was used to that type of wintry disturbance. but there were a couple people from California. They drove and they were blasted with ice and snow all the way from Tennessee. They got in even more of a rough situation when they, they attempted to clear the ice off the windshield with the washer fluid, but apparently in California there's not much need to spend extra money on good cleaning liquid. They just use water and it works fine in their stable weather conditions. But one square of that and 15 degree wind instantly turned the entire windshield into a translucent sheet of marbled ice that became a panel of Velcro to stick to the rapidly falling snow. They had to stop every 10 minutes to reshave a postcard-sized rectangle that they were looking out of. But eventually they made it. I think everybody made it, but then again, the ones who didn't make it, I guess I always assumed that they just decided not to come. I didn't think that they could have been on their way and lost control, ended up in a ditch or out in a field somewhere, and under these conditions, basically be like waking up on planet Hoth. I've got to make a few calls here if I can track down these people. Cool. um yeah there, I don't know afterwards things kind of got a little weird because um, and let me know if you've got to go but um, yeah before the show Karsh and I were rehearsing and that that can be a tense couple of hours putting a two set show together the same day as the performance but that is how we do it. I'm guessing on this particular day that Karsh was feeling that something was off. We weren't connecting or collaborating very well and the time was ticking away. The performance probably was a bit heavier on him since he had just traveled halfway across the country through some dangerous situations and If this music was not on point, it would have been a giant blow to his time spent on this planet. So about two hours prior to showtime, I believe he made the call. He was trying to get me scheduled for emergency surgery because there must have been some disconnect in the neural passageways in my brain. We tend to have an almost telepathic connection, and that's why we can play music and perform together with only... A few hours of practice. But on this particular day, something wasn't right. We were trying new songs, and we couldn't stay in time. We were trying new arrangements of old tunes, and the notes we were playing sounded like hammers beating down on an armadillo's shell or a chalkboard falling onto a room of kindergartners. I was trying to push through and simultaneously feeling like everything would probably turn out fine, but Karsh had another plan. Call in the MD, fix the problem at the source. So we played, we played the show. We made our way through the tunes and everyone had a nice, safe, warm, cozy time. The MD, TW showed up the following day and possibly still performed the requested surgery. It's tough to truly confirm because we were all put under heavy anesthesia for the operation. Karsh was gone by the time I came to. The MD left a rather confusing bill on my coffee table and I can't tell if I owe a bunch of money for his services or... If it's just, I'll put on some abstract tab. But most of all, I'm just left with this question as I look around at all the things that make up my life, these schedules and lists, these instruments, these pending plans, and the ultimate question, why? Constant improvement. That's what everybody needs, you know. You gotta have something in mind that you want to work on to get better. For example, here's a little speaking exercise that I developed. You can really do this anytime you open your mouth. And it'll help you strengthen the connection between your brain and your vocal cords. So when you have the inclination that you must say something, do this. First, look around and find two sets of eyes. This is important because you can't just gaze into the eyes of the person you're talking to non-stop. You need a second place to look. You know, when you're formulating future sentences. If you don't have that other second set of eyes, you'll... Look around and look up into the side into some v- form of vacant space, and that's where your lies are found. Whenever you look there, the next thing you say will be a lie. There's no stopping it. And after a few lies, you st- start to feel it. You start to feel bad, and in- just in general, it's not a good practice. So, two pairs of eyes. Now, sometimes you'll be having a conversation with only one person. That's not a problem. Simply look around and find something in the world that resembles an eye or a pair of eyes. And then look and look back and forth between this and the person you're talking to. Just be careful not to spend more time or even an equal amount of time staring at the make-believe eyes because that would get slightly weird after a while if you're doing this you'll be alerted to it if the person you're talking to starts to look around in that other direction and sees nothing there and then turns back to you with a puzzled look on their face then you know you got to make a couple corrections real quick now if you do actually have two or more people around you should be good Just look back and forth between uh, the eyes. So now, that's all before you talk. Now, when you're ready to talk, pick a word. Really, any word will do. Try to stay away from the basic agreeable terms like yes, right, and the most common go-to, uh-huh. These will work, but they're a little lazy. Be more specific. And when you really want to challenge yourself, go off the wall. Say anything off the top of your mind or the tip of your tongue. Say Pindles or "Semtravine." This will immediately draw people in. And they'll have nothing else to say because what you've said makes absolutely no sense. So you truly at this point have the floor. But before you move on, Try to remember the last interesting thing that the other person said. You're going to need that to close with. And if you start to lose them during any time, during your, uh, I like to call it your time to run, that's just where you're straight up just talking. And that's where we are right now, the time to run. This is where you utter nonsense and jumble together words or things that resemble words and Shift dynamics from whispering to shouting and laughing and nodding. Don't forget to nod. At any point, that's a good move. Just nod, stare at them, nodding, wait for them to nod back. They will do it. And when they nod, as soon as you can, smile back at them. who that's the clincher. That's pro level shit. And if you got one of those imaginary eye dudes hanging out there in the background, that's in reality a like a symmetrical design on a furnace door, or two digital lights on a DVD player, or a pair of kitchen scissors in the distance sticking out, sticking up out of a wooden block, and of the two plastic loops where. You know, you would place your fingers if you were cutting with them. One of those loops is long and narrow and a bit warped, and the other is a perfect O, and it makes the scissors look like some doofy cartoon character. You may still need to nod at one of those things, and pay attention for it to nod in return. That's when you really are nailing it. And then, when you've had just about enough time... Bring back that detail from before, the last thing you remember from before you took command of the situation, and repeat that thing. They'll love that. It's like passing the mic or the baton in like a relay race. It's courteous, and in the end, that's what really matters. Courtesy and some straight up off-the-wall randomness because people need the challenge and a conversation with you, if you follow these exact steps, that would really be doing them a favor. Before we get into this last whole section, um, I actually do want to say something a little, I don't know, maybe a little bit serious, but uh, this is the part, or a part like this is where I would bring up the old sponsor. Um, I'm going to quit doing that. Uh, I started doing that just because I thought it would be funny um, when I was listening to other podcasts and they actually have sponsors. And I just figured... Um, you know, since I would be drinking a brew and doing this, I would just mention the beer that I was drinking, but I don't know. I, I, something about it, it's been on weighing on me a little bit because, uh, alcohol is a tough thing and I kind of don't want to be, th- I, I think drinking alcohol is a, uh, privilege and it shouldn't be taken lightly. Um, I like to connect with people on beer and stuff like that, but I don't know. It just... uh, I guess I think sometimes people listen to podcasts when they drive, and I don't want to connect any alcohol and driving and stuff like that. So not a big, total big deal. I'm just going to cut that part out of the show. Um so if you like connecting with me on uh, beers and stuff like that we'll just have to figure out another way to do that in the future so anyway let's move it to this last section again Uh, I mean this is getting close to the end I don't love all this stuff but um, we'll check it out here Let's close it out. I'm bringing in that uh, little bit electric guitar. Sometimes that comes in out of a little bit of frustration. So, I don't know if that was the case at that point, but I can, I know that I can tend to do that at some points. Uh, I don't know if I'm close enough to the microphone. So anyway, to to recap on the cooking portion, uh, my souffle that I made worked out. So great news there. I was going to take a picture and tweet that out, but I ate the snack. (laughs) Anyway, so that's the episode. That is uh, session 33. If you made it this far, thanks, everybody. Uh, I'm going to keep working on all this stuff, and maybe someday the Experimentalist Podcast will be called uh, The Parenkentins Chancho. I doubt it, but if it does, I don't know. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Probably Grrrr Peace, everybody.